grow yourself and grow your marriage. Chris and Jonna here with the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. This is episode... No, I I don't know. We don't know which number it is. No more. We're not going to tell you. (laughs) We're literally done. We're we're not going to... No, we're not done. I mean, we're done figuring out what episode it is, guys. We're not going to tell you the number anymore because here's the deal. We record them... You know, as we try to batch as many as we can. And so when we try to tell you the number ahead of time, so many times I've said the wrong number. I got to go back in and re say mm-hmm. just the number. And if anybody knows anything about editing, you have to like add in a different track and it's just kind of a pain in the butt. It bed. is. And then we always have to do it like after we're grumpy and ticked off from trying to get the kids to bed and they're like screaming their heads off. And then we got to hope one doesn't wake up and ask for cold water that's not cold enough. And you know, just the stupid stuff of life. So we figured it out, guys. Stupid now, stuff. well, just the chaos. The, yes. Busy. Yes. So we figured it out after all of these episodes. <laughs> we're not telling you which episode this is, but after all of these episodes, we're like, okay, we're going to make our lives easier. We don't have to tell you the number because, yeah, because you don't, frankly, you don't care which You really don't is. care. And you also clicked on it. So you already know. Right. So, but I need a new line because I really did. Like I froze. I'm like, I don't know what to say. I always just say Let's episode practice. number. On the spot. Chris and John are here with the Gross of Great Marriage podcast. This is an episode about communication mm, but you know we can't do that either about. because sometimes we're not as prepared that's true on what's okay, well, we'll, guys, okay, anyway. we'll work on this not on your time <laughs> yeah how about that oh i like it you're turning to me a little bit i know. I, it's I can appreciate that it's really scary <laughs> so throughout all of these episodes we've done and throughout any bit of marriage conversation or tips or advice or books or anything what do they tell you what do we tell you you got to be able to communicate Okay, it is a foundational piece of marriage. I would argue that it's one of the biggest foundational pieces of marriage because what do we see in relationships of people who can't communicate? They suck. Okay, you could be <laughs> nicer about it. <laughs> okay, well, let's just put it this way. I know if you hear that, okay, communication, that's so boring, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing, guys. You probably heard this before, but if something's repeated, it's usually because it's important. Right. Right. So if we're talking about the same thing over and over again from a different angle, it's usually because like it's really, really important in our experiences. This is a big one. The funny thing is, I think I think we just forget that we're supposed to continue to get to know and grow with our spouse. There's just I feel like there's just this image of happily ever after you just get married and the love will sustain you. And then it's not true. And then everybody puts, we talk about all the time, but you put all your all into your kids and you don't communicate about anything except for business and kids. And then fast forward 20 years and you don't understand why your spouse is so different and you don't know who they are. And it's because you got have, you haven't continued to get to know and get to love each other. I, I mean, Chris jokes with me a lot about, I'll say something. He's like, you yeah, have never heard that before because. Yeah, she literally repeats herself. I repeat myself. So time. do you. You've told me the same story so many times. And I'm always like, dude, if we're married forever, not forever, actually, we learned we won't be married forever. Oh, geez. Don't <laughs> even. If we're wow. married for this lifetime, you know, not that I think. Okay. If we are married for a very long time here till death, we're going to continue to repeat ourselves a lot. But. I still learn something new about you all the time. And we've been together for like a decade. Not for, married. For like a long time. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So anyway, that is a long winded way of saying, just Excuse listen up. me. Just listen. No, I mean, I'll, between <laughs> the both of us, I'll communicate with you really quick and let you know that that was a long winded way. I learned way. yesterday I was an overanalyzer. Yes, she is. Yeah. I didn't so know that. literally I told her she was an overanalyzer and she was. I overanalyzed you telling me I was yeah, an overanalyzer. So there's that. Whatever. Okay. All right. So here's the deal. The other thing, sorry, I'm acting real big here. My hands are up in the air. I'm trying to. Chris, I wish you guys, you know, together I, here. I think we need to do video too sometimes because if you guys could see Chris's hand gestures to keep himself. How about just my hair right now? And <laughs> that too. It's rough. It's rough. I'm telling you. Okay, so anyway, yes, my hair and gestures are very big and animated, but I can't speak without moving my hands. So here's the deal. 
people ask us all the time, they're like, how do you guys come up with new content? It's like, well, there's content all around us for one. And then the other thing is like, let's be real. I mean, it's 2021. Everything's pretty much been said at some point. So it's really easy to just recycle those things. And one of the most prolific marriage teachers, authors is Gary Chapman. And Gary Chapman, uh, John actually was cleaning out a... Was our room yesterday? Something yeah, like it's that? in our closet. Yeah, and she found a a little like it's a study yeah, guide. I don't know if you remember. Is. I remember we actually started this video series study guide couples thing a long time ago, early in our relationship after Lola was born. Do you remember with our friends and they had I a baby? Do remember? A, I think we only made it through like one. Yeah, and I just remember this book. Time and I the, was just like, this is, this is going to be so. Yeah. Dumb. See, imagine back then if we would have went through this where our relationship how much quicker we would have gotten to this point. Yes, but I think the the power of going through this on the podcast right now is people need relatable characters. So that's true because so those read videos one were page, corny. Yeah, you can read one page and be like, okay, that's cool stuff. But until you hear like stories and mistakes and all that stuff, you're like, okay, I don't really Yeah, resonate. let us walk through it with you. So anyways, I found this study guide. So Gary Chapman, if you guys have never heard of him, you'll probably know of him. Of He's author of the book, The Five Love Languages. That's not what this is, but that's like his most popular one. And so go ahead and grab that if you would like to know what your love language is. But uh, this is called The Marriage You've Always Wanted. I mean, that's pretty, I picked it up because I was like, huh, well, what have I always wanted, you know? Okay, so it ha- talks about communication 101. That's literally the first thing he goes through because it's foundational. He says in his book that out of divorced couples, 86% of them said that the one of the biggest contributors to their divorce was uh, deficient communication. Mm, people just don't talk anymore. Well, because everybody's faces are in their phones or yeah. their computers or they, living this virtual life. Yeah, it's like... There's a problem and then there's a big fat elephant in the room and everyone just like scoots their way around it. And there's like barely any room in the room to barely any room in the room to walk. Right. But people just scoot around the big fat elephant and the elephant just gets bigger and bigger until they're like literally pushed against the wall and they can't go anywhere else. And then people just leave. They're like, oh, I'm just going to use the door. Yeah. Well, like that. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or that's what I was thinking about earlier. They just suddenly like, yeah, yeah, that was good. I don't. They think, I don't know why I don't know my spouse anymore. They've changed so much. Like, I really think you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who changed overnight. Mm. You know? I think you're right. I I think it's a slow fade that if you're not paying attention, well, it makes sense. So, Gary talks about six ways to overcome communication barriers. And we're going to kind of walk through those with you guys here. Um, His suggestion is to pick two and have your spouse pick two separately and then come together and kind of see which ones you guys can agree to work on together. We're now that's going to require you to communicate. Yes, you will have to communicate. It might might include an uncomfortable conversation. It might include it might include a a more than service level conversation. I have a question. Should we tell them? Should we talk about here? Maybe maybe somebody doesn't even know that they are having like maybe they don't even know. Maybe they're going to hear this and like, oh shoot, maybe I, I guess I didn't realize I wasn't communicating well. Yeah. Like let let's just talk about some ways. Maybe let's just talk about our own relationship when we weren't communicating well. The kinds of feelings we had because I think that these are pretty consistent for the majority of couples that I see that don't. How about resentment. Well. That was mine. Oh, sorry, it was in my head. Yeah, that was what I was going to say. Is resentment? If you or your spouse or both are feeling resentment you're snapping at little things that they do or you're nitpicking things Mm -hmm. that they do everything annoys you there's a good chance that there's something that you're not or they're not or collectively you guys aren't talking about yes yes and it always comes down to the same thing we talk about in parenting like somebody's looking someone's trying to fulfill a need Mm -hmm. so so whether the need is for the wife, like, look, my house has to be in order and you're screwing this up, dude, by leaving your crap on the floor and not putting it in the hamper when it's right next to the hamper type of thing, you know, like just even the little stupid stuff that we we don't think about. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. It adds up. Yeah, it adds up. And so, yeah, a lot of resentment can be created. Resentment. And then I would say if you're venting to other people. If you're venting to other people about your spouse, if you're looking for an outlet to... Especially social media. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Let's just be Can real. Can I just tell you, you know, no no judgment, just no better, do better. 
don't no better do better do that <laughs> don't post no, no, we're not judging we're being kind okay no no judgy Chris. but for real don't <laughs> no judgy Chris don't don't do that like we post things on social media that are relevant that are deep so somebody be like oh you post stuff we but we don't ever never you never 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 talk air your dirty laundry or your spouse's dirty laundry on social media I mean if you are you pretty much like for attention let's be real yeah but that but so if you feel the need to do that or even passive aggressively by sharing uh, certain quotes or memes or something that are a dig at your <laughs> like, spouse. Wish my husband was like this. <laughs> right. Don't do that. That's not like at the end of the day, that's not going to fix anything. And that is not going to make your spouse come to you and suddenly want to come with it, babe. I'm with it. But so, so yeah. So if you're feeling feelings of resentment, if there is tension in your home and you're not talking about it, and if you're looking for ways to, to vent, if you're constantly feeling like you need to vent about your spouse, but not to your spouse, then those are some really mm-hmm. good signs that y'all have got a communication problem. I'd say so. All right. Well, let's uh, let's plow through these barriers of wow. of uh, communication. All right. So number one. All right. Number one, learn your spouse's interests. I know that's crazy. Oh, wow. It's about your spouse, not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well... <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's easy to be like, well, you know, uh, she has to understand what I like to do, and she has to understand I like watching sports, and I like this, and you know, the shows she watches are stupid, and and I don't I don't know why she likes to do this and do that, and I hate shopping and blah 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 blah. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you're living with her or you're living with him for quite a long time here, and so <laughs> we definitely have to be aware that our spouse has needs that we don't. Well, I think that if you can come into your spouse's world and actually try to care about things that interest them, you'll develop. Even if you don't care. Even if you don't care, right. Even if you actually don't care, but maybe just try to figure out what it is about that that interests them and just try to understand it. Ask them questions about it. Try to get involved because that's going to perk them up. Who doesn't like being asked about themselves? I mean, let's be honest. Like, Who doesn't want to feel seen and feel like somebody actually cares about things that they care about? And I don't know, maybe you'll find that you guys end up finding a common place and chances are your spouse will in return want to come into your world. They'll be like, oh, you wanted to do this with me, whatever that hobby or interest is, and then they might be more willing. It'll soften them, you know? Yeah, I agree. And I mean, do you think do you think there's anything you've learned about me that you were like, oh, that's dumb, and maybe it helped us? No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Agreed. Number no. two. <laughs> you you no, because when we first started when we were first together, I liked sports too. I don't really care about sports anymore which is weird, but now money, I was not interested in learning about budgeting and stuff. And anytime that I did try to come into that world and like geek out with you, it made you excited. It did. And it, I learned stuff that I enjoyed about it that I did not know. So I guess that's what about, I mean, you used to be a pain in the butt when we would go shopping. Ooh. Yeah. I, I just, I just said no more shopping. Yeah, that's how we fix that. That was pretty much <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I said I'm gonna make us go so broke that we can't even shop anymore. <laughs> so I don't have to sit at the store Stop. and be bored. Stop dancing. You you tried to oh, come really? into my world of dancing, but Bad one. you're pretty tense. I you know it's just it's just something I have a hard time. I I I don't know. There's just some humans that just can't let loose. It's like there's some people that are gumby like you, and there are other gumby? people who are just like <laughs> what freaking can't let loose. Gumby, that's I just can't. that's I mean that's the best you could think of. I mean I'm just thinking like not Shakira or something gumby. I'm just yeah, <laughs> I, I guess gumby. I don't know. Okay, well I would say something that you came into my world with, and it's not really. I mean. An, when I think of interests, I think of hobbies, but this is just something that was important to me is it's important to me to have the house in some sort of order, which is really challenging, but you used to not care about that. You used to think it's ridiculous and you came into my world and then you saw the value of it and cared about it because I care about it. Dude, we're aging ourselves right now. I know. Literally. We just talked about our interest being budgeting. 
and cleaning the house. Y'all, I need to tell you about this carpet cleaner. This is not an oh, ad. Oh my goodness. Listen. Oh, but we will link it. I'm going to link. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to be real schemy. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm going to link it. So you can't go find it on your own. You got to go to my <laughs> link. Gosh, wow. <laughs> no, but seriously, it is like a magic carpet cleaner. If you got little kids, I saw it on TikTok. I didn't believe that, it, you know, they always say this is really good. There was a banana, a smashed banana stain mm-hmm. and a chocolate milk stain in, in my carpet. like cream colored carpet that quite honestly, I, I don't even drink chocolate milk. How'd they get there? Well, that's good. That's how old it was. It's from like a year ago. <laughs> oh. And I couldn't, I tried a carpet cleaner on it. I couldn't get it out. Listen, I sprayed this on there and I rubbed it with a brush and then I blotted it and it was gone. John could be like the Billy Mays of this. I, like Billy Mays oh, here I, with that I mean, But the, that's that's why that's why I'm showing how old I am because we got it on a Friday night and I was like I know what I'm doing tonight. Was I was like on my hands marbles. and knees looking for stains. Like I've never been so excited. So, so much fun. we'll link that. But I ain't telling you what it is. <laughs> that's so schemy. That is schemy. <laughs> also buys a coffee at <laughs> www.gyg.com. Because now I'm not afraid for Wait, it to spill my coffee on my carpet. Wrong. Buy me a coffee slash. Wait, buy me a coffee.com slash gygym. I wonder how many times we have to say that for you to get it right. Yeah, I'm not sure. We're leaving that in there. Okay, number two. We got a long way to go here. We do. Number two. Number two. <laughs> I'm getting old. Come on, bro. Ask your spouse's advice. Mm, you know, there's something refreshing about seeking your spouse's advice on things and almost submitting the like, hey, I don't have all the answers here. What do you think? You mean humbling yourself? You mean putting your pride aside? Yeah. Even because, yeah, there's something that I think brings us close together when we make a decision together. Like, it used to be very one-sided. So because I was better with money, I'd buy what I wanted. You like, would make all the money decisions. Because I would never buy stupid stuff that like didn't make sense. Like I don't know, like carpet cleaner and crap like that. But what? I'm kidding. So I would never buy stupid stuff that was just like an impulse buy. I would typically buy things that were important for the business or whatever. And so I trusted myself, right? But I would not be cool with you buying things but i was talking about it but then i realized like well this is dumb i should probably like i don't know reciprocate here and so now we come to the point where for the most part whenever we buy things and some people have rules like i have 100 bucks or less or whatever but we, we ain't got money like that anymore so <laughs> so we, we pretty much talk about everything we buy and uh yeah i think that's i think it's important to ask each other's advice like hey i'm interested in this what do you think? Well, not just on things we buy, but just in general, like life decisions. You'd be surprised. I mean, I don't know if you would be surprised, but I've seen so many couples that just kind of do their own things and just forget the whole idea that we are one. And and two heads are better than one. Two brains are better than one. Two so, is better than one. That's beautiful, How was that? Chris. Was that pretty good? That's so good. Chris is going to start learning to sing and play guitar for me. Yep. And we're going to have like 10 more kids. No problem. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, your spouse can bring a different perspective. And, and you know what? Actually, Chris, I'm going to put you on the spot here because, Absolutely. well, it's funny because we're talking about this, but there's so many times where I ask your advice or your opinion on stuff. And you're like, dude, that's your area. Oh, man. Dude, that's your area. Okay, but okay. I this like is a hot to get, button. this is, but I like to get your advice this and I like to button. hear from somebody else. I like to bounce ideas mm-hmm. off of people. That's just how I Jonna work. is a, okay, so thanks, Gary, for helping her figure out her love language because it was or is words of affirmation. So no, I'm talking like, so. I'm talking like anything and everything domestic she has to be affirmed on. And so it's like, should I vacuum this room or no, this room? No, shut up, Chris. <laughs> but you do ask me a lot of cooking decisions. Like, what do you think, babe? Should I well, chop these or should okay. I have this? And I'm just like, dude, I'm no, I freaking like. There's no, I nothing don't. that I care. I do not ask you if I chop in this stuff world. Stupid. Just, just. Oh, I'm getting mad. You do ask me. You do no, ask me I ask cooking you, things. I you ask, ask me grocery related things. I ask you. Stop it. Okay. I ask you meal prepping things because y'all. I don't know if you know this, but I cook every meal for not just me and Chris and our four kids, but also my parents. And then they watch my nephew. So my nephew, that's a lot of human beings to figure out is. what they're going to eat every freaking day. Ooh, I'm getting mad. Mm-hmm. What they're going to eat every day. So yeah, every now and then I want some input from somebody else on what they might want to eat. 
Yeah, but then when so I, that's why but I'm then, to but Gary then there's a double advice. standard because then you're like, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you want? And like, that's not a thing. Like, I'm not allowed to not know what because I want. Because I'm not I know allowed to know. Because I have, I have to, to know. know what you want every other meal. Yeah, but have you ever so had like, those moments where so like, like you don't week. know what you want? And you're like, hmm, I don't know what I want. But then someone asks you and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not allowed to not know. Right. Because <sighs> you you don't have to know all week long. So like literally it usually comes down to like Saturday or Sunday where I'm just done. I'm spent. I couldn't plan that far. My brain gets really stressed out. And I'm like, dude, can you just pick? What do you want? So I'm asking your advice like Gary Chapman said. The advice on food is to cook what you've been cooking because it's been delicious. No, that doesn't work. Great job. Come into my world here, my interests, and ask my advice. We're having an on-air counseling session. Mm -hmm. Would you like to change your answer? I know your interests do not include grocery planning (laughs) or meal planning. I hate it so much. I know that if I were to ask your advice... Are we really only on number two out of six? Yeah. Oh, boy. So... I know that asking your advice on this is something I don't do because you handle it. No, letting me <laughs> ask you advice. It's fine. Chris is going to come around by the end of this and tell you that he's wrong. He's good about that. He's very teachable. Potentially. He's very teachable. <laughs> he's very teachable. All right. <laughs> Number three. Check your verbal Yeah, we need output. to do that. We need to check that. <laughs> Men, we got some work to do. I think oftentimes we say what's on our mind. I think there's two two different extremes. So there's either the, I'm just going to say what's on my mind, no matter what, doesn't matter, and not really think about the consequences or the delivery. And then there's people who are just, who just bottle everything up. Mm-hmm. And they're just like little tea kettles. And it's just yeah, like whistling and whistling and whistling and whistling. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it just explodes. And everyone's like, whoa, he just freaked out. That was good He's imagery. gone. He gone. He gone. <laughs> Actually, I think Gary's talking about just somebody who monopolizes the conversation. No, Well, Oh, not like angry <laughs> okay. output. Okay, that's fine. I think I not think it's both. Angry it output, too... but oh yeah. I think okay, either way, right, you could right. check your verbal output of how do you talk to your spouse. That could be a yes. whole other section. Uh, okay, that is. Or that uh, he's talking about are you are you letting it be a two way conversation? Mm. Are one of you talking and not letting the other one have a piece? Because honestly, yes. when that happens, it it. The story your spouse is probably telling themselves, if you're the talker, is that you don't care what they have to say. Mm, that's good. And also, I would say a lot of people really, really, really thoroughly enjoy the sound of their voice. Lots. That's why we have Lots a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? No, it is interesting, though. Notice I didn't say no, yeah. No, it is interesting, though, nice. that a lot of people are very, very much do like to hear the sound of their voice. And uh, I think you're right. It it definitely makes the other spouse feel like, well, you don't care what I have to say. And for those people who do like to talk and are articulate and engaging and all that stuff, I think it's important to take a step back and kind of evaluate what it's like. I, it was just a few weeks ago, I was like fired up. You know, our whole community group was hitting hot buttons for me on politics, on, on the virus, on all this different stuff. And I'm sitting here just like spilling out my opinion. And then I just like stopped for a second. I was like, dude, I literally think I've been talking for like two hours. You were. Yeah. And you were on your countertop soapbox. I turned to, <laughs> I turned to my friend Josh and I was like, dude, set a timer on your watch. I got to shut up for five minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes, man, sometimes I'll get in that mode and yeah. Sometimes I'll be like really, really excited about something and then I'll walk away from the conversation and I'll just like almost hear myself back just like blabbering. I'm like, okay, why didn't I just shut up? Well, it's easy when you're excited about something, but I think this just ties into all the other ones. If you're coming into your spouse's world and you're interested in what they're interested in, you're asking their advice for things, then you're naturally going to be having more of a two-sided conversation rather than just you doing all the talking because you're so much smarter. It's true. And actually there are a lot of people and I would say the majority of people who aren't aggressively trying to give their opinion and stuff, when they do open up their mouth, listen, like Mm -hmm. they, they have good things to say, definitely have good things to say. Most people who are not forcing the issue, like are very efficient with their words. And you're just like, that was profound. That was profound. <laughs> I feel like I don't feel like either one of us in our marriage is the 
I don't know. I kind of feel like we talk pretty. Well, you're an extrovert. I'm an introvert, but I'm I'm extroverted with people that I know. No, this is about us, though, like in our relationship. I know. I guess I'm kind of taking this a different direction. But yeah, you're right. We both give each other chances to speak. I would say I talk more than you when it comes to like us fighting and stuff. You're probably a little more efficient and a better listener. And I just. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I got to shut my mouth before I say something <laughs> I regret. <laughs> I'm like praying while you're talking. Yeah, but I don't really don't get. Hit this up, I don't man. really. I, I don't really get offended though when yeah. it comes. Like, I don't get offended by words. I get offended by actions. I think that's true. Actions speak louder than words. And you get offended by all of the above. <laughs> I'm overanalyzing. You say that spaghetti, one big hot mess, interconnected. Remember well, everything. Yeah, it's true. I don't like to be. I don't like to be made to feel. In any kind of negative way, honestly. But we, we've we gotten a lot better. I would say, though, if we could rewind back to when we really needed this book. Not that we don't still need these reminders, obviously. But if I can think back to then, I think that you monopolized the conversation with what was going on at work. And I really didn't have a lot to talk about because I was just knee-deep in diapers all day. Mm, you know true. what I mean? And, and yeah, there were a lot and of things. And you weren't a good listener back then. No, I wasn't. And that's why we have a podcast, because I can sit here and listen to you. And then if I didn't know what you said, I could just re-listen to that She's episode. stupid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which we don't do, actually. Hey, everybody. Chris and Jonna here. Wanted to tell you real quick about Marriage Helper. Yeah, Marriage Helper is dedicated to restoring marriages through proven research-based relationship education. And the coolest thing I think about them is they have a 77% success rate at saving marriages on the brink of divorce. Yeah. And also guys, you know, they're legit when they've been featured on the Dave Ramsey show, the Today Show, Good Morning America, Fox Business, Women's Day, and so much more. They've got courses, they've got coaching programs, and then they've got their flagship event, which is a three-day workshop, which is supposed to be a total game changer for any marriage. They have courses that cover uh, anything for the hurt spouse through an affair, reconciliation in the marriage, deepening sexual intimacy, and I mean, just a ton more. I'm not going to read them all here. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're somebody who has uh, lost hope in your marriage or just feels like it needs uh, a reboot here. Go ahead and check out the link we have for you. Marriagehelper.com forward slash, this is kind of a long one, question mark R-E-F equals G-Y-G-Y-M. So marriagehelper.com forward slash question mark R-E-F equals sign G-Y-G-Y-M. Gotta love that. All right, guys, back to the show. Next, we're really, really big on this one, obviously, because we have a book club dedicated to it. If you haven't listened to that, by the way, all the episodes that start with BC are book club episodes where we go through a book with you. Um, At the time, this, well, whatever. So, number four, share a book together. And we're not talking like a Harry Potter Potter series, like a marriage book, something that's going to help you grow together. Yeah, we talked about in the previous episode when we were starting the book club about how it creates a form of accountability. It's like if we're reading the same thing, if like it it breeds good conversation. Mm-hmm. And then when something happens, it's very easy to be like, Hey, remember we read that chapter? We need to like chill out, you know? Yeah. We need to we need to keep our cool type of thing. Yeah. If you're having trouble, if you really don't know where to start and and you know, we're joking a lot during this episode and we don't want to make light of the fact that there are plenty of couples right now, especially with all that's going on, probably struggling with communicating. If you really don't know where to start getting a book together and just making that first step effort, it'll help you. It's almost like a counseling session itself. Like even this little bitty workbook here, I bet could save or change the trajectory of somebody's marriage if they went through these steps. So Gary Chapman, he's a really great first resource. If you're like, I don't even know where I would start. He's Mm -hmm. got a ton of different kinds of marriage uh, stage books. Yeah, he's he's an old dude, and you'd look at his books and be like, yeah, that looks so corny so for outdated. old people and stuff. But yeah, it's really, really rich content. Well, and so I think the next thing somebody's thing is, yeah, okay, guys, I don't have time to read. Yes, you do. You got to make time. You do. It's There's, true. I mean, Chris and I get up every morning and we read almost every morning, seven days a week. We've got four kids. We get it. It's not easy. 
Gary even suggests just reading a chapter a week and then maybe deciding to pick a day that you guys get up together and kind of discuss what you read that week. You don't have to sit and read together necessarily. You can read on your own time, schedule it out, get up a little earlier, stay up a little later, whatever that looks like for you. Read on the toilet instead of scroll scrolling your Facebook. Um, but yeah, I think I well, everyone has to get their political. I think and, we just and medical information from memes. Don't forget. Right, right, right. I think we just have to remember that nothing, nothing worth having is easy, and we need to stop expecting that just because you love somebody, your marriage is going to be easy. Because that's not enough. It's true. Work. It, yeah, it's freaking hard. It's hard. It's and you you don't know what the work is until it's like, oh, you mean I have to do all the stuff I have zero desire to do. Okay. Yeah, I, I I feel like I imagine, Chris, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like I imagine right now people are listening and it's the wife that's going to be the one who's like, yeah, I'll get a book. Like, let's do this. And probably the husband that's going to be like, yeah, that's stupid. I don't want to do that. Well, we're, we're usually on the more proud side. We've been kind of conditioned to like, hey, figure it out, son. Figure out your own answers. Come into your own solutions. You don't need anybody to figure that out for you. And I think, I think we definitely don't allow authorities and resources and things to even even penetrate our lives really like, would you say just i mean is it just pride really conditioning and pride uh yeah i think it's that and then i think it's a sense of just being like yeah we're fine though it's cool we're coasting a little bit it's fine i think i, I think guys are more cool with just settling usually than women uh, typically, I would say. And I think it just, the cumulative effect of that ends up being like, all right, we literally don't know each other. I'm not cool with you anymore. You're not cool with me. I'm, yeah, I'm really not that attracted. Like, we have sex every once in a while. Okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and then that's where needs start being met other places and addictions and all of these different things come into play. And I just think they're tools. And a lot of them resort from initially not being proactive yeah, and intentional like we always talk about. Well, and like I said earlier, it doesn't happen overnight. Somebody doesn't just change overnight. You don't quote unquote fall out of love overnight. Like these things are a slow fade and it's easy to just get caught up in the monotony of the day. I mean, I know for us lately, every time we lay down our heads at night, we're like, Oh, another day's already gone. Like days are flying, flying yeah. by. And if you're not intentional at some level, yeah, I mean, yeah, and we can tell the difference between an intentional day and a non-intentional day. Totally. So a non-intentional day would be like, okay, we slept past our alarm. So we usually wake up at five and have like a good hour or hour and a half together to read the Bible and just kind of like talk and prepare for the day and all Connect. that stuff. Yeah, it's like really, really important. And when we don't do that, we wake up on the defense, like we say, it just it throws the day all the way off kilter and it really, it's frustrating yeah it's just frustrating everything gets thrown off yep uh yeah agreed okay number five apologize 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, this is this is one of those things you know we always say growth is a place you don't want to go and well place you've never been and i always like to throw in a place you don't want to go because real growth is when you, you, it hurts. you just don't hard. want to right let me i actually want to read this because i think it's good he the way he has it here so he says for some couples communication cannot be enhanced until somebody apologizes they have a wall of hurt or disappointment built between them a wall based on past experiences until that wall comes down healthy communication cannot take place is that not so true. That goes back to the idea of the elephant and the resentment that's built up. If you are harboring past hurts and experiences that you guys have not worked through, your communication cannot be effective because you're only going to be speaking through that lens of hurt. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, man, I don't know. It, that This is just one of the biggest things. We're just super open with each other about, like, yeah, I freaking screwed up. I'm sorry. You know, like, I'm sorry. But it hasn't I'm, always been that way. I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. And this is something that we are continuing to grow in and get better in. And we have bad days where, you know, I'll come to John sometimes and be like, I'm just having a bad day. Leave me alone. Like, just, just, I'm mad at the kids. I'm, I'm, I'm mad at life. I'm mad at everything. I didn't put the right food in my body. I'm tired. Just, just leave me alone today. And that's not really the way to handle it. But I'll have days like that. And, and so will you, where you're just a little cray cray. And, uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Catch his hands. <laughs> right. And yes, but at the pinnacle of it all, really, it does come down to just, man, we got to just realize, okay, I screwed up. I'm sorry. This was me. And also, we talk about this sometimes. It's it, sometimes, guys, it's, it's so freeing to just try and blame everything on yourself. And I, I, I know that's weird for people like, whoa, what are you saying? But truthfully, think about it. If you create no resistance, like, okay, guys, I'll give you, I'll give you this, it, this metaphor, right? So let's say you are playing basketball and you're, and you're backing someone down and they're like pushing against you really, really hard, right? So some of the smartest, most intelligent basketball players I've ever played with, when, when I was backing down against them, they would just let me go and they would just, um, and I would fall on the ground and lose the ball and they'd get the ball back because they didn't, they didn't resist against me. We, we weren't fighting against each other. They just literally dropped the resistance and like it ended up being like they won, <laughs> you know? And so the goal is not for us to win, but the thing is, if we create no way for resistance, we're just like, yep, th- that's my bad. And actually try and figure out a way to be like, yeah, actually that did come down to really just being my fault and there's no resistance I, it, life's just easier that way to just try and blame everything on ourselves i checked out so hardcore i could not follow that sorry um, it made sense in my head well i don't know anything about playing basketball though so i was just like i know I 411 you can't even dribble through your legs i can't you're right i can't <laughs> it's i was gonna defend myself I'm like no i actually cannot dribble at all it's bad. bounces like and yeah anyways so wh- wait i have a point yeah, so apologizing. It's just, I think that it's so easy to let your pride, and I'm guilty of this, your pride well up and be like, you know, I don't want to apologize till they apologize, or I don't feel like I did. I'm standing my ground. I didn't do anything wrong. But when you are married, you are one. And so I think what we fail to remember is if you win the argument, you didn't win because that means your spouse is losing. You know what I mean? Like, you either yeah. win together or you lose together. If one is winning the argument, I, I just, I don't know. I think that it need to kind of change our perspective. Like that's not a win. Like, Oh, woohoo. Now you can pat yourself on the back. You didn't yeah, apologize. What's, what's the point? I, right. I mean, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't yeah. make your marriage better. Do you really, do you really care to be right? Unless it's something that is truly growing us. And it's something that you need to realize, or I need to realize it's going to like move us forward. Does it, right? It, yeah, those things just don't matter to me anymore. Like I don't, I don't care to be right. It does because what does it? Not honestly, what does it do? Cares. What does it do in our marriage? Nothing, unless, like you said, it's an important topic that, in which case, it takes communication to get on the same page on. But like for the little stupid arguments, whenever you're irritable and and stuff, like just freaking apologize. Yeah. Okay, number six, and this is a deep one, so we better hurry up. Meet your spouse's sexual needs. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. Well, let's just start pre-sex. So something we brought up, or something you brought up to me, I forget where we heard it was, what, NSTs, you said? No, we were watching that comedian, non-sexual oh, dude, touch. Yeah, he was, he was funny. NSTs, non-sexual, t- non-sexual touches, right? <laughs> and so John's been joking about that. Lately, because it is easy for okay. I'm not an empath. You guys know this, and I've I've talked about this. I'm not an empath. I'm not very touchy feely. I've never been that way. I like, I've just I've I've never been like a cuddly. Let me like put my arm around you on a constant basis. I'm like very kind but of. But I like, love when you do that. Yeah. So I keep you on your toes a little bit. I was right? just gonna say you think you're still <laughs> keeping me on my toes or something. I mean, here. I mean seriously, like I, it's just not my thing. I've 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 always pulled away from people who were especially like physical with me. I good. <laughs> I'm just saying I it's it's just not something I like. I think I, I think I mentioned before I've I, I literally dumped a girl in eighth grade because she was just way too physically touchy. I was like ah get away. <laughs> Where were you going in eighth grade? She should she needed to back off. I don't know. It was at lunch. She always wanted me to sit with her. I'm like dude get away. <laughs> you don't like clingy at all. I do not like clingy. It drives me nuts. But Anyway, I say <laughs> all that to say, well, what was the point again? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Meet your spouse's sexual needs. You're talking about NSTs. Yes, NSTs. And non-sexual NSTs. touch. So that's something that like is very against just how I'm wired. Well, hold on. Let's tell the comedian was talking about how women 
take more time to warm up. Yes. We've talked about this before and how men yes. are just like ready to go. And he was saying you should give your spouse however many NSTs, non-sexual touches throughout mm, right. the day as like literally starting the foreplay right. in the beginning of the day. And, and right. so we joke about that now because I'm like, you know, a butt grab's not an ST, but. Right. Yeah. So I'll like, I'll like walk by her and just try to like give her like a, a normal caress with no. You like literally like no, just poke me like to the couch. No asset grab whatsoever. And she's just like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, but so the whole point in this is Gary talks about that you cannot have a healthy relationship without healthy communication and a healthy sex life. And man, do we see this in so many marriages that there's two mismatched sexual desires and needs and and gosh I, I there's just so many directions we could go with this one because sex is such a big deal yes well for the woman a lot of the time sex is not like this this like physical animalistic thing animalistic i'm just saying sex. like guys are guys, guys are just more aggressive with it they like i'm I'm just saying guys guys are more aggressive. Women are like, oh, this is love and connection. And just not a lot of guys view it that way because porn really screwed it up for a very vast majority of us, right? And so I think that realizing that there's a, a connection level that most women are looking for and that starts with the pre-NSTs, right? Like actually, you know, like coming up and and showing like, hey, I love you. You're yeah. you're doing a good job as a mom. You are you're really holding holding the fort down and I appreciate you supporting me in these ways and almost bringing up like the verbal things as well as to like why you love and appreciate and care for one another. Totally. I mean as a woman, yeah, like for me personally, I desire to know that I'm loved and I do and I feel I feel that need to feel that love before I feel the desire to be intimate and whether that's right or wrong. I mean, we've talked about this in other episodes about selfish sex and, and it being about you and the, uh, how you shouldn't like when you get married, you make that decision together. Like, I don't know how to explain. We've talked about it so much, but some of the episodes we haven't aired. So I don't know what I've talked about and what I've not, mm, but yeah, I don't know. It's important. Well, and, it's important and not to I be. I think guys view it as a rite of passage. It's like, cool. Well, you're married, and this is what you're supposed to do, and yada yada yada. And I don't know. I don't. I I don't know that that's so fair as to how 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 we treat it. We're just like, yeah, hey, it's been a while since you've done this, or it it's been, it's been a while since we've done this, or whatever. Like, it's it's not a rite of passage. Uh, I don't know. I disagree. It is because well, it is, but. I don't think it's fair to give nothing but expect sex. and expect but it's also not at a right high frequency. but it's also not right to make that a controlling factor on any in any it's way not. you're right like the bible says basically like your body's not your own once you're married like you are supposed to join yep. with your spouse god created sex for pleasure and for procreation and for marriage and that's a whole other topic but um it's a slippery slope, though, because this day and age, we're so over-sexualized. We are, we, many of us come into marriage with sexual baggage that we weren't intended to have that True. hurt our intimacy and hurt our sex life. And so, yeah, there's a lot more barriers, I think, that come along with that. But in a nutshell, like, it's important. It's a very, very important part of marriage that needs to be worked through. And that's going to take some tough communication. We've had, even as of recent, some hard conversations that greatly improved yeah. our intimate life because we just talked about stuff, you know, like, and that's probably one of the hardest areas to talk about because I don't think anybody ever really taught us. Like if you're in the Christian world, I know like you probably... Like, where did you learn about sex? School, right? Like, your parents didn't teach you, right? Am I wrong? Uh, I kind of had some issues with it when I was a kid. Like, when I was when I was really young, I'm probably like seven or something like that. I remember like almost figuring it out because I was having like some weird dreams about it and stuff. Which That's weird, yeah. Which like because yeah. nothing ever happened to me as a kid or anything, but it's just something I kind of like figured out. But you probably like and actually it, it learned the ins and outs through my parents. 
I don't see your mom teaching you about sex. No, my dad, I it it was affirmed through my parents when I asked and stuff, mm. but it was it was a little bit more like sex has always been a like I don't I've I've always had kind of a I don't know, advanced relationship with it as far as knowing what it was at a young age. I would say I did too. I was really young, but uh, my point my point though is just that in the Christian sphere, all you know as a Christian is you shouldn't have sex before marriage. Like they don't really teach you what a healthy sex life should be or that sex is important in your marriage. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then in a non-Christian sphere, you're just overly inundated with wrong views of sex all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, all the time. It's the, it's the, you know, I'm out to get mine culture. Right. It's selfish sex. It's exactly. It's, uh, sex not the way it was intended yeah so so i think we all my whole point in saying that is i think we all come into marriage with strange views on sex and not really yes. an idea of how to talk about if we're happy it, with our sex life what we like what we don't like how often we want like you know what i mean like there's no real guidelines on how to work through that and it's a huge piece of marriage that i think that we have even been in the back like yeah it'll just work itself out Mm-hmm. And it and it doesn't. You have to talk about it. You have to communicate about it, and you have to have it. <laughs> you have to. Yes. And let's just kind of open up this. It like seasons. There are barren seasons. There are barren. there there are seasons. <laughs> there are seasons of famine. <laughs> there are. Drought. Yeah. There are there are massive rain droughts here. Like okay. it's hard. It it is hard and. And I think if if you're young and you're going to a relationship without kids and you're like, yeah, we have all the sex we want. Everything's great. Cool. Good for you. Like things get hard, though. So be ready for seasons where, you know, hormones change uh, with when a woman has a baby. Like a lot of women out there are probably shaking their head like, yeah, dude, you're right. Hormones change. Like the the desire can decrease at certain times. And then also. Also, I know in in my life, there have been times where I've just been like, dude, I'm stressed. Like, I'm really stressed and stress does affect your sex drive. And like, there are there are a lot of things, a lot of things that are contributing factors to trying to have a healthy sex life. But yeah, if you're in the childbearing years, I mean, what we've been pregnant for the last six years. <laughs> so yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of things. I mean, we've talked about this before moms are overtouched. We're usually the ones who are like, yeah, I'm not, I'm fine without it for a while. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's fine. And that's understandable. And, but it's selfish to never, Mm -hmm. never uh, be intimate with your spouse just because you're tired. And and I know that's going to strike somebody wrong because I probably would feel that way too. If somebody's telling me that that's selfish because all day long you're being selfless Mm -hmm. and giving yourself to your family. But at the end of the day, like you, it's true. You cannot have a healthy marriage without a healthy sex life. And that might take some effort. <laughs> you might not always be in the mood. Yeah. But it's, it's always a good idea. Once you it's know, always once, once, once you get moving, like, that pun intended. Yeah. Oh gosh, you're like, stop. okay. <laughs> Anyways, that was a long way of saying meet your spouse's sexual needs. And that's going to take some communication and we can go a lot of different directions with this. You can always go back to our episodes with the sexpert that we talked to. Which we don't Ooh. even. Yeah. It was early on Candace within the first 20 episodes, maybe within Candace? the first 15. Is that her name? Candace. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a couple episodes there we, that we, we probably have like four or five episodes on sex. If you score your way back. Awkward sex, bored sex. Yep. What was it? Awkward sex, bored sex, no sex. No, there's four. I thought it was awkward sex, board sex, no sex. Fun sex or something like that. No, uh, it's like four, four things. Whatever. Anyways, three. sex. Go back and listen if you want to learn more about sex. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. So just a quick recap over these six ways to overcome your communication barriers. Barriers. Learn your spouse's interest. Ask their advice. Check your verbal output. Share a book together. Apologize and meet your spouse's sexual needs. Boom. Now, yes. And uh, actually real quick on the learn your spouse's interest thing that actually made this pop into my head. So recently I did a solo interview with a gentleman that we, I, I will have, uh, I will have that podcast up here soon with Andy Hill. And he was talking some really great stuff about how 
a lot of times us guys have goals uh, to, you know, financial goals or this goal or that goal or this goal. And we don't bring our spouse into it and think about like how it needs to be delivered to them. And, and we, we very much so expand on that, on that episode, which I don't know, we might launch it next. You never know. You never know. You never know. Keeping you guys on your toes. We won't mention what episode it is, but. (laughs) I don't know. We How many do we have recorded back to Like four or five? I don't know. Maybe. Quite a few, yeah. Something like that. So, so yeah. I think what I want you to take from this, though, is I just we just gave you six tough things to do if your relationship is in a rocky spot. And what's best, and this is what Gary says, go through and pick two that you think you can act on immediately. Pick your weakest. Yeah, don't, don't, don't go for say. the easy one. And start working on it. And if you're a spouse, so say you're like, I think I need a book. I think I need more guidance on this. I'm going to look up this Gary guy. I'm going to get a book. That's great. And if you're like, my spouse probably is not going to be on board. They're going to think that's lame or whatever. You can still do it. That's why we talk about grow yourself, grow your marriage. Because at the end of the day, if neither one of you are working on improving anything, well, what are the odds that it's just going to, you're going to wake up one day and it's better. So Mm Go ahead and start doing what you can do, regardless of if your spouse is on board. You start apologizing. You start asking their advice. You start reading. You know what I mean? You start initiating sex, even though that could be tough. And I think that's probably especially tough if you're if you are in an unhealthy spot with communication. So maybe work on other things first. But yeah. I would imagine that your relationship won't get worse by having more sex. <laughs> I would assume, well, unless you have like way more kids and, you know, it gets hard. It's hard. No, actually, we've gotten better with each we kid. We have gotten better, but I would never say to anybody, yeah, go ahead and, you Just know. Just keep having kids and you'll work things it out. are stale right now and you have two or three kids, yeah, have Shake another. It <laughs> yeah, it'll make it way better. That that would be the first thing from the truth. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got any closing points, babe? I think that's it. Yeah, just 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 go with the in my opinion, go with the weakest point because whenever we can focus on the weakest point, uh, it becomes it becomes a level of growth that would kind of push you in all all of the areas. Yeah. And I would say a big one, just as a guy, maybe to like really look at is uh, to, to ask yourself this question: Am I involving my spouse enough in my decision making? Am I asking for her advice? You know, if something's happening at work and, you know, something's really upsetting me or whatever, instead of just like trash dumping, am I, you know, being willing to toolbox and say, hey, what do you think? How should I handle this? What what would you do type of thing? Because I think it brings connection, unity. And communication. And communication. <laughs> All right. I think that's good. Thanks so much for listening to the Grow Yourself, Grow Your Marriage podcast. If this episode helped you with, uh, well, Communication 101, basically, go ahead and share it with your spouse or somebody you know. And don't forget to subscribe to the show. 